I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you where you may not and you agree not to or to enable others to copy, decompile, reverse engineer, disassemble, attempt to derive the source code of, decrypt, modify, or create derivative works of It's a Thing or any services provided by Molly and Tom or any part thereof. Thanks for joining us. And just to be clear, we do a parody of other people's terms of service at the beginning of the show. And in fact, that was all a lie because we are under a Creative Commons license. Right. But wow, wow. Uh, you may not and you agree not to you, without to, punctuation. Yeah. You may not and you agree not to or to <laughs> enable others to. You will not do any of That's this stuff. That's not English. You could do all of this stuff with our show, but you can do none of that show. And this is a binding legal agreement. The second that you look at it or breathe on it or breathe near it, <laughs> just FYI, uh, this is from the software license agreement for Mac OS X. We should probably <laughs> stop doing these because like, it just makes you, ir- or maybe just me. Wait, you can't copy? You can't copy? You can't even copy? Your own operating system. That's See? that's going to be hard. That's why we got to stop. It just like it makes us irrationally furious at the companies with which we interact every single day. Because like we know this is all in there, but then when you read it, you're just like, what the? Jeez-a-boop? I've been a little mad at OpenAI ever since the OpenAI privacy policy. I was like, I guess they're saying you can't copy cool. the source code. Now that I've untangled some, yeah, of, this. of course, it's just extremely. So you'd have to get written. to the source code first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is not English. That's uh-huh. loglish. Luckily, our show is in English, and we are just here to bring you fun with no terms of service whatsoever. Hey, could I so? Uh, Chona in? Oh, sorry. Uh, it is in English, you said. That's right. So <laughs> I am going to bring something we've talked about multiple times in the pre-show mm-hmm. uh, into the main show because yeah, of this hilarious BBC story. Uh, Whamageddon. Now I know you're familiar with it because we've talked about it, but I wonder how many people out there are familiar with Whamageddon. Do you think? I mean, I was not until we talked about it in the pre-show, like last week, maybe ish. Yeah, yeah. I became familiar explain. with Whamageddon from Amos, one of the producers we work with for Know a Little More and Daily Tech News Show, uh, and it is a I don't know. It's been running for years. Uh, a game you play starting December 1st to -hmm. see how long you can go without hearing Wham's Last Christmas. And if you make it all the way to Christmas, then you win and you Mm -hmm. can celebrate by playing Wham's Last Christmas, I guess, if you want. Uh, So people casually play this game. I I guess it came up because I got, I lost at a very unlikely place. And now I don't even remember where it was, Mm. to be honest grocery store I feel, no that's not unlikely at all i feel like every no it wasn't a grocery lose. store it was like you know a clothing store or something oh hmm. yeah 
Anyway. I lost. Yeah. Well, I'll tell the story after first. It came up because, yes, Tom lost early. Oh, well, I was going to ask you how you lost first before we get to this BBC oh, story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I said an e- a text to the Thing Gang yesterday, the group chat, and was like, so does it count? Do I lose if I accidentally wham myself? Like if I put on a Christmas playlist because I had a cookie decorating party and I was like, I want to put on a playlist. And so would that count? And they were like, yeah, dude, it definitely counts. And also it's everybody at your party. And I decided to take the risk. And it was like the third song that played. So, so I whammed you myself knew it was and everybody. on the playlist? No, I didn't really. I wasn't you sure just it thought was. it might be on the playlist. I was pretty sure. I mean, once you're yeah. playing like Christmas hits and you've got uh-huh. the Ariana Grande, you know. Right. Santa so it wasn't baby. a playlist you had created yourself. No. You were just grabbing a generic Christmas playlist and like, I don't know, they might play Wham. Exactly. And I was like, I'm probably doomed, but you can't yeah. not have Christmas party at your cookie decorating sure. or no, of course music. Not. Yeah. So then, I, so then not only did I Wham myself, I mean, I made it all the way until the 13th, which frankly <laughs> suggests I don't get out much. Um, but I whammed everybody at the party, too. Yeah. Which is did. actually relevant to this BBC story that you brought. Exactly. Because <laughs> a football stadium DJ, the football <laughs> meaning soccer, uh, had to apologize for playing Last Christmas by Wham, knocking more than 7,000 people out of Whamageddon contention. Uh <laughs> Matt Facer, DJ at Northampton Town, was criticized for playing the song at a home game against Portsmouth on December 2nd. And here's the here's the sticker. Whoa. He knew. He he knew what Whamageddon was. He thought it would be funny and didn't realize how many people not only knew about it but took it seriously. Oh man. Well, yeah, then he deserves all of the mean tweets. He said, I had a bit of an insult on Twitter. Lighthearted. Ha ha ha. But I officially, and he said, and apparently the Twitter stuff was quite tame to being, to what was being said in the stadium. (laughs) And so he officially apologized for ruining everyone's Christmas. Yeah. that's this, funny. The, the, the best part about this uh, was I actually heard this on the flash briefing, the BBC <gasps> News flash briefing, which is like the 10 most important stories of the day of the moment. Right. Uh, and I was like, wait, so people just got mad because he played it. And then I read this, read this story and I was like, oh, and he knew that's why they got mad. It wasn't like, oh, I had no idea. I'm so sorry. It was it was that he thought it would be funny to wipe 7000 people out of the game. Yeah, he's a monster. And also, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, the, so it is like it's enough of a thing. By the way, if you don't know the song that we're talking about, I'm going to sing a little bit and you're not going to don't panic because covers don't count. Not that this no, would even be this close does to not count. But it's yeah. the one that goes, last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Very next, next day, you gave it away. Word. You know, that song. Yeah. That's the one we're talking about. And there are rules at whamageddon.com. There's merch. Stay safe, Whamageddon. Stay vigilant. <laughs> is the shirt? There are Wham fathers. I mean, this is hysterical, and I am so excited that I found out about it. And then I asked my son, and he didn't know about it. So then I felt even more special. And now I feel really like an idiot because I was on a roll. I should not have played that playlist last night. I yeah. should have gone with like the old, like the oldie timey. Hmm. Yeah, stuff. like Christmas classics, Christmas maybe classics. Yeah, like you can't go pop. Like like Big Crosby, Frank Sinatra, yeah, like, and Dean Martin. 
Yeah. Exactly. I would have had to mm-hmm. rock some Bing Crosby at my fun party, which, eh. Anyway, Whamageddon, it's a thing. It is. Well, how are you going to console yourself? Uh, I'm just going to have to lay on the couch in a blanket that is also a sweatshirt, <laughs> which evidently is called a comfy. Wait, not a slanket? Okay, so here's what has happened. I and know. This is I'm amazing. very curious. The slanket has become the comfy. Uh-huh. And now the comfy is the smash gift of the last two years. So and this I'm is seeing people talk about the- how they're going to be sitting around in their comfy. Like everybody, I'm t- this is like the most amazing branding success that I can think of in years. It is the like triumph the, of rebranding. This is it's amazing. The inverse of naming Twitter X. They <laughs> took the slanket, which is like the most unappealing name ever, and probably was getting blocked by social media algorithms just in case. <laughs> just because we don't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. And they turned it into the comfy and it's the same thing. I mean it it's like it's a specific brand. It's and exactly it's like, the same thing. But it's the same exact thing. It's a wearable blanket. And people are obsessed with them. And they're all buying them. And I, this is the point where I would like to say that I actually, I am not wearing a comfy, but I am wearing an Aldi Christmas onesie that producer Rich and producer wife Jackie picked out for me. And so I'm feeling kind of on trend because, <gasps> do you have one too? Why are you not wearing it? Oh, you got the hat. I got the Aldi toque. Oh my God. Hold on. I'm going to for those who are going to be seeing this social video later. I'm going to, I'm going to stand It clearly has not been cold enough for me to wear it because the tag's still on. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Wow. It's, yeah. it's a unified look too. It's a unified look. Like you could wear this with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. We could hang out mm-hmm. and everybody would be like, oh, do you live near Aldi Aldi's? twins? Aldi twins. Because <laughs> Aldi has Thank me you, Rich thing. and Jackie. Thank you, Rich and Jackie. So it's kind of like a comfy Mm-hmm. But it's a onesie. Yeah, yeah. But this whole shaboodle is like back. The comfy. Beautiful, beautiful branding thing. Well played. Bravo. Hallelujah. Everyone can buy each other this item now without being a little uncomfortable. As launched on Shark Tank in 2017. Uh-huh. But known, I guess it took this long to hit. But known as the slank. I mean, like, like they didn't go, that's just a slank it. I so don't know. Funny. Maybe it was the genius of naming it the comfy. Maybe it really was. And they were just like, that's fine. Cause yeah, it's really, it's hitting, (sighs) it's hitting hard. Also, there's like a, um, remember when we talked about the teddy jacket, mm -hmm, there's a comfy teddy bear full zip (laughs) version. That's like (laughs) a teddy jacket on the inside, but a little more stylish. (laughs) Now this is definitely something you're going to buy online. Yeah. Or maybe maybe as seen on TV. I was going to say, if you can find an as seen on TV store mm-hmm. or section of a store, it's the kind of thing I would have expected to see back in when Bed Bath & Beyond was still a physical store. Oh. Yeah. May it. Yeah. I mean, it still exists online. Somebody bought the name and they're keeping, it they're doing that matter. thing. Zombie you don't branding know it. what you want at Bed Bath yeah. & Beyond. No, no, no. You want to run across a comfy and then go and go up to a checkout counter with a person behind it. Because everybody hates self-checkout. <laughs> I'm so happy about this. <laughs> so this, this isn't has been new. my thing for nigh on a decade. Tell me more about how everybody yeah. just caught up. I have been noticing more and more people just 
assuming you all hate self-checkout, right? We, we, we like, not like, I don't know about you, but I hate self-checkout, but sort of the like, well, we all hate self-checkout. And so blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. huh, when did this become a thing? I did a little research. The think pieces started last year, Mm -hmm. like just about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And then they bubbled and bubbled and bubbled all year long uh, to the point that now we're getting Boing Boing's Rob Bashiza writing about Dollar General reducing the number of self-checkout options with the angle of, well, of course, they say it's for other reasons, but it's because we all hate self-checkout. Right. We all can't stand it. It's the worst. Well, because they never work. I mean, when they work, there's one store, like the Safeway near my house. I freaking love the self-checkout because no one knows it's there. And mm-hmm. it really, really works. And you never get the like, oh, it's an unexpected item in the bagging area. Help is on the way. You don't yeah. get that. It does, It works. And no one knows it's there. And it's just you're in and out and perpue. And there are lots of things to love about them when they are effective. But no one knows how to use them. They're always weirdly designed into a strange little uh, nightmare horseshoe shape that just jams <laughs> people up. You can't take alcohol through there. So people are always screwing up and having to leave. Yeah. And then you always need a person for help. They just don't. And they just half of them are like from the 90s and act as though they're from the 90s. It's not that we're dying to interact with people. It's that the technology is bad. I agree. Uh, and I just used self-checkout minutes ago at Ralph's when I went to the grocery store. Uh, I had no issues this time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I prefer to use self-checkout because I don't want to wait in line and the lines are always shorter for self-checkout at my grocery store. I don't want to have to talk to somebody because that's just who I am. I'm an I, not an E. Uh, but I do get really frustrated when they don't work. So I think the problem isn't that self-checkout sucks. The problem is when self-checkout sucks mm-hmm. because it doesn't have to. Mm-mm. When it works, I, it's awesome. And there are working versions of it around the world. Um, just not the ones in most of the places. Is it because they're cheaping out on this That's, stuff? Those are the literal words that I was about to use. I was like, I this smacks to me. Of all of the retailers who were like, we're closing all of these stores because of shoplifting and gangs, and then we're forced to admit, and there's even a Boing Boing story on the same page, and then we're forced to admit, like, oh, yeah, we totally lied about the scale of the shoplifting and the gangs and the retail (laughs) uh, organized theft. That was just not true. We just didn't do well because reasons. So we closed the store, and we blamed uh, the bad brown people. This, to me, feels like all these companies cheaped out on crappy old self-checkout systems that they never updated. And now they're just like, everyone hates them. So we're going to get rid of them. And it's like, well, because when it works, it's awesome. Now I I hear in the distance, someone saying, ah, but self-checkout takes away people's jobs. I have seen evidence that that part isn't true. Yeah. the stores that have put in self-checkout really have just shifted people into other duties that improve the store. So that part of self-checkout does seem to be true where they don't reduce staff. They actually put staff on things like stocking and cleaning mm-hmm. and, you know, things that make your store work better. Um, but then they have to put them back on self-checkout because self-checkout's so bad, you need extra help to watch right. the self-checkout. And so then the store keeps getting not great. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're tweaking policies. They're shrinking, you know, targets like you can do it if you have 10 items. That's actually very smart. Costco is adding more staff because non-members were sneaking in. But somebody made the very good point. It's quoted, I think, in this Boing Boing story that what this really is, is is she, I'm keeping it clean for the kids, is she automation? Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't have to be. That's the thing. You doesn't have to be. You do have to pay a little more money to do the good automation. But then you pay less money because people are happy, they buy more, you have a better store. You can redirect employees to like cleaning up or just yeah. making, you know, or providing direct or, service, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being like, yeah. can I help you? Because mm-hmm. all my stuff is behind uh, locked plastic because I lied <laughs> about retail Especially in places theft. where like <laughs> everything is behind a locked. Everything is behind. It's weird here. It's weird in LA. Uh, it seems like People only steal things from from drugstores. So weird, isn't it? Yeah, because I go to the grocery store and they they have some stuff locked away up front, but most of it's fine. I go yeah. to CVS and everything is locked up. It's so weird how I just cannot like they and people it's right just across the street only steal deodorant from CVS, but like yeah, they lucky. only steal it on that side of the street, not on the deodorant other. Deodorant galore. Yeah, it's weird. Yep. Anyway, it's uh, all people hating self checkout definitely a thing. Definitely a thing. Um, I'm all right. I'm back in the holiday spirit spirit. Enough of this thievery and, <laughs> and anger at stores, the hot nineties and eighties inspired decorating trend of the season is felted wool decor. Oh yeah. Bring Have you seen this everywhere? Again. <laughs> again. It'll never really get old. But this season it's everywhere. Shout out to my friend Melanie. Cause I had been sort of like, vaguely noticing it and then she was like look have you talked about this on the show because it is everywhere and i was like oh wow it is and i know this because i already have like four trader joe's felted wool trivets (laughs) and then we went to the uh fancy nursery that is full of extreme holiday extravaganza and then I found this uh, article from Canada, but, you know, I think it still applies. Holiday retailers say shoppers are indulging in nostalgia-fueled maximalism decor mm-hmm. as a trend and that they have sold uh, a lot of products that are felted and made mm-hmm. of wool. And that runs in sync with some of the maximalism around nostalgic gifts and home decor. It goes right alongside the big plug-in Santa. It's like all of a piece. Yep. But the felted wool. Oh. It's so satisfying. It just makes me feel like childhood. My favorite thing from Christmas before Christmas Day, right? The thing leading up to Christmas mm-hmm. was an advent calendar, which we've talked about advent calendars being, being a thing. Mm-hmm. An advent calendar that my grandma made that had a felt Christmas tree and then a pocket for every day, one through 24, yes. of felt ornaments and every day, either me or my sister would get to take one of the felt ornaments out and put it on the felt Christmas tree with a little safety pin. And then at the very end was the star. And you put it at the top of the felt Christmas tree on, on Christmas Eve. And then oh, you knew it was Christmas. So cute. All, everything felt with some sequins, of course. Yeah, I remember this. I but like, yeah. could, I mean, I can see it in my mm-hmm. mind. Can see it. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Felt, oh my God. There's a hand felted yellow New York City Metro card definite, uh, decoration available wow. for sale. <laughs> Ambassador Domo put this in the Discord chat. That's amazing. And I think somebody else made the point that felting, the craft might be coming back. Mm. Yeah. Well, that makes so sense. So maybe that's what's happening. But yeah. No, there's, yeah. Felt gumdrop and candy cane. Felted gnomes. Lots of gnomes. I mean, this I is so can't, comfy. I can't more highly recommend. It is so comfy. Boy, I really picked a little co- set of cozies, didn't I? The yeah, comfy in the felted wool and the felted decor. <laughs> and I'm like lo- losing whamageddon and hating self checkout. Sorry. I know. You know, <laughs> you, we you, have literally. Thank you for bringing repre- us back up. <laughs> we have perfectly represented the two sides of the holiday season, which is like I'm delighted and enraged. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's yeah. That's that's the true meaning of Christmas. That's right the there. season. <laughs> Ah, this is fantastic. Uh, Also, before we get to your things, uh, I wanted to follow up again on Riz. Uh, We already took a victory lap because it was word of the year, but because it was word of the year, uh, I noted a couple of stories this week. One, a reader in rhetoric at the University of Sussex. So if you don't, if that doesn't make sense to you, rhetoric is is like super academic, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're studying, studying kind of when you're Mm -hmm. a rhetoric professor or major and a reader in rhetoric is just a very, oh, just dripping with academia. A reader in rhetoric at the University of Sussex wrote the following story. Riz, I study the history of charisma. Here's why the word of the year is misunderstood. Oh my God. That's amazing. And he's talking about how people really mean charm when they say riz. Mm-hmm. Because charisma was originally about kind of having a personality that inspired people. And it's only from the 20th century that it was revived. It was a it was an old Greek word that kind of got dragged back into uh, usage in the 20th century and was applied to a lot of charismatic dictators in the early part of the 20th century. Awkward. Uh, And so he's pointing out, like, we're definitely using it different. We're meaning charm. You're charming to people when we say Riz these days. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Anyway, the whole point of this is not me pass along his analysis of Riz, but, like, readers and rhetoric at the University of Sussex are now writing think pieces about Riz. I mean, that's where we are. That is is infinity thing. And then, of course, I had to note that Know Your Meme, which has been documenting Riz from the beginning, Mm -hmm. uh, has a new entry called Rizmus Carols. (laughs) (laughs) Which includes the subhead, All I Get for Rizmus. I would like off off this roller coaster now. Know Your Meme notes that Rizmus Carols (laughs) is part of a series on sticking out your gat for the Rizzler. (laughs) I mean, I know that language is an ever-evolving thing, but maybe we could stop now. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of love it. I think I might become like those French people who are just like, no, no. <laughs> we need an academy. multi oh. shirt oh. No. Mm. Uh, well, we love all the words you send us in your emails. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Keep the feedback coming. Uh, Let's kick it off with Chuck, who is looking back at the end of the year. Hi, Tom and Molly. Looking for a thing check on a timely event that seems to be taking over more of my socials, apps, and inbox than ever before. Year in review summaries. I recall all the excitement with the Spotify wrapped growing the last year or two, but this year it feels like 
everyone has mm-hmm. this in their playbook, all of them sharing a level of detail on my usage and trends that starts off mildly interesting with the lighthearted graphics and all, but quickly becomes mildly terrifying when I realize mm-hmm. how much info they actually have. Duolingo, Reddit, even the app for my bed telling me about <laughs> my year in sleep. Is this a thing? You know. Thank you all. Love the show. B-O-L-er since way back before Jamota the Turtle. Oh, Jamota the Turtle. Oh, my God. Jamota the Turtle. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is now, – now that I'm reading Chuck's email, it's starting to give me April Fool's vibes. Oh, totally. Or you talk know? like a pirate day vibes. Like yeah. it's going to be like – by next year, we're going to be like enough. Like, like next year might be the tipping point. This year, seem, people still seem to be into it. Like, Chuck mm-hmm. is one of the first people to go like, is this okay? Do we right. need to keep doing this? And then next year, it might be the overload where everybody does it, you mm-hmm. know, like Dropbox, <laughs> LinkedIn, <laughs> you know. Here's and how then, many files you uploaded And this then year. suddenly everybody's like, that's no thanks. I don't You're need this anymore. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, one yeah. wants to know. Like, it's like. No, it's like looking in it's looking in an extreme magnification mirror. You don't yeah. want to know your what your pores look like. It was fun to be like, ooh, what did I listen to the most this year? Mm-hmm. Right? That was a great idea, Spotify. Right. It yeah. was. I don't Even need though, to know everything about every single thing. Exactly. And it really does and and there was already the murmur about how the Spotify wrapped would tell a little story about you, whether it was like, Oh, it just means my kids listen to this or my partner mm-hmm. took over my you know, or like, Oh, I had a broken heart. But it when you do start to apply it to all the parts of your life, it is going to be a little bit too much, too yeah. much of a close up mirror. Yeah, just, just the like top that. five artists and songs. That's really all I need. I'm just yeah. going to quietly save this for the prediction show. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea. Uh, Bernie has a new place for it's a thing. He says, "Hey guys, longtime listener from the Bol days. Oh, it's good to have so many Bol people oh, discovering fun. us. Uh, just wanted to let you know that it's a thing has become my go to." puttering around the garage podcast of choice uh the old podcast was current geek pour out some old brake fluid for that one responsibly of course love the show oh good i hope you're puttering oh, right now Marie. that is wonderful i love it and then manny is back doctorate i believe our first our only thd or our first mm-hmm. thd for sure Certainly. is back Calling his shot. Let me start off by disclaiming that I'm a little behind, and if this has been covered already, consider it a hearty seconding. I think we can assume many. It has not. Mm -hmm. Uh, That out of the way, I'm going to make a bold claim that's actually kind of just a layup. Lethal Company is to us – Lethal Company is to us now what Among Us was in 2020. It's a game that has been growing in popularity over the last couple months, and I almost wrote in earlier to the point where I'm scared I might be too late. But it – is everywhere. It's a horror-adjacent game that's basically a contrived commentary on predatory capitalism, but set in space. Make your profit quota or be killed. Good times. <laughs> on a different tone, I know, may know the origin of Connections, or at least a part of it. Oh. There's likely an earlier existence of this game I was unable to find, but I remember a British game or quiz show about 10 years ago called Only Connect that featured this exact style of game as a final round. 16 words, your job to sort them. Useful information? Not in the slightest, but it's cool that next time your friends bring up connections, you can now go, hey, did you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, which we will. I will now, writes Manny, return to my hibernation to rise again when the things call. Thank you for your service, Manny. Thank you, Manny. I have not heard of Lethal Company, and so I should go start buying figurines now. 
Yeah. If no, it's about to become the Among that Us. That is extraordinarily helpful. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, by the time my cousins come for Christmas, I will now be able to intelligently say, oh, you mean Lethal Company, mm-hmm. the uh, co-op horror game for Windows? Yeah. Uh, and that's all thanks to you, Manny. <laughs> that's all. We couldn't do it without you, buddy. Uh, Matt has a thing confirmation to round us out here. Hello, Molly, Tom, and Rich. Thing confirmation. My wife recently dropped drinking coffee and started drinking a powdered energy drink called Amino Energy in the morning. The most recent container she got has collagen included. Oh, snap. That's amazing. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Incredible. Incredible. Feedback at it's a thing.me is where you can email us. Patreon.com slash it's a thing is where you can support us at any level. If you choose to support us at the shout out level, mm-hmm. you will get a custom shout out handcrafted by uh, Rich Straffolino, almost like he was felting it out of wool. Mm-hmm. And this week's shout outs are based on the patent method of making Christmas tinsel submitted by Walter Shrek. On 11-25-1969. Wait, wait, there was no patent on Christmas tinsel before 1969? Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Whoa. Yeah. Pretty wild to contemplate. Indeed. Yep. All right. How how seasonal. How seasonal. I know. Love it. Uh, All right. Should I kick us off? Please do. Benjamin Forrest, made according to this invention, possessed the soft draping of lead foil Morris Jones while eliminating the ever-present danger of possible possible Eric Duncan poisoning due to ingestion of A.B. Puppy by James C. Smith or young children. At the same time, they resist Joe Hood and are relatively non-matting even when badly snarled and when made with Kevin Sill, such as Polly Gabrielle Cohen polymers and Jake Woods, known to have self-cohering Lara Abel characteristics. To aid in the Brian John Forcaro characteristics, A.J. Venturilla may be plasticized with suitable combustion-resistant, non-volatile Valor trucks, which Lee Price manufacturers frequently incorporate to soften Louis St. Amour for various uses, provided such materials are used only in an amount which does not interfere with the transparency or iridescence of Mike Aikens. Mike Aikens is legendarily iridescent. I think we can all agree. Iridescent to the max. Thank you, Um, Mike Aikens. Producer Rich makes an important clarification, which is that this was a novel production of tinsel. There had probably been other, and actually, as you read it, you can tell. Making tinsel. This is a particular method. Okay. Previously, all of it was just poison lead. (laughs) Yeah. Our novel approach to making tinsel does not poison children. Exactly. Much like our novel approach to shout outs delights us week after week. Thank you so much for supporting the show at patreon.com slash it's a thing. You could become a member at any level and you can join uh, your fellow fans in the discord every week. You also get an ad free RSS feed and some other benefits. Patreon.com slash it's a thing. You can also support the show by buying some things through our affiliate links. Look for them in the show notes over at our shopping page. It's a thing dot me slash shop. And you can email us your things. We love those. Keep them coming. Manny and everybody, feedback at it's a thing.me. We love them. Happy last day of Hanukkah. And see you Happy next last week. day. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.